Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Welcome back, all you hookers and slices out there, to another episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast, presented by Ford Champ. I am one of your hosts, Stan Play Clay, and with me, as always, dabbing on the other side of the the line here is Nick the Stick. Dabbing, what's got you all excited? Just talking golf, getting hyped up, getting ready. Getting ready. Talk, talk, Talk to you. Yeah, we're, I mean, I have, we're, I, have no, I have nothing else to be excited about. I mean, we're <laughs> we're living we're living in the Earth's uh, ice box right now. So there's this is all I got right now, Clay. Uh, all I have is you. Hey, it's it's February. We're almost in mid February now, which means March is right around the corner, which means spring a little bit, which means Masters. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to coming up. It's not too far away. I know it doesn't look like it outside, but yeah, it's not too far away. Yeah, that's like saying one is connected to two, and so two is connected to four, and we're almost at fifty. I don't know. It just it feels like feels like forever away. I mean, it's been less. We haven't hit positive degrees since like Friday. If I've if I've learned anything from this past year, is that days just run together and go by quickly. So. Like they, do. they go by slowly, but also quickly. It's a weird combination. Yeah, days are slow, weeks are short. Yeah. So before you know it, yeah, it'll all be uh, here. Clay silver lining Schlegel. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'll stick with a uh, stay in play. Stay in play. Keep your ball in play. That's all I'm trying to do out there. Yeah. Well, you're doing a lot these days. I I see. You were first uh, PGA Tour winning player picker guy this this week. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of guys who kept the ball in play, Brooks oh. Kepka with the victory at the Waste Management Phoenix Open in the desert. He golfed his ball. He this, sure this did. Last weekend, sure coming did. from behind. Yeah, that that uh, eagle chip on seventeen there, oh, pretty ridiculous. Man. Yeah, yeah. No, just think. I mean, if that lips out or something, then you know the other guy he goes into a playoff, and I don't know. Right. But yeah, that's golf. That I is, mean, that is golf. Yeah, gets out of gets out of his slump. I mean, you yeah. think that's you think that's going to ignite him him this year and long term. Well, I mean, he was talking about it uh, post-game, post-game, post-round, whatever, post-tournament, whatever they call it. You hockey players. I, uh, you know, <laughs> you got to get pucks in deep, right? Yeah, get the ball, ball in deep get, there. Eagle chips in deep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, he's talking about, like, he's been battling, you know, injuries, essentially, and he's been trying to work back from that. So that's kind of one of the reasons why he's – you know, been struggling or whatever, hasn't, you know, been the Brooks Kepka that we've known or seen, especially in majors. Um, 
so yeah, it seems like you know battling on the road back from injury, getting a victory here in a you know one of the premier tournaments on tour. Obviously, it's a little different without the fans this year, but still, uh, you know, of the non-major tournaments, of the non, you know, players championship or, or majors, like Phoenix Open is, you know, one of the more recognizable tours or tournaments on the schedule. And yeah. so to get a win in one of those, uh, I think it, it definitely is going to make him feel good and feel confident going forward and thinking that, you know, he can get back to his his winning ways. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. I mean, I know don't I don't disagree that he's uh, been fighting injuries and you know battling his body which is crazy because he's just so looks so in shape but he, it was like even years ago i mean he was just he did so well in majors but he like he really never did all as good as uh, the hype of like in regular events like whether he couldn't get his mind into it or it just i mean he doesn't have a, what does he still have like more majors than pj tour wins like i mean i, I wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it <laughs> <laughs> right so it's like i mean i don't know so to say that i mean he wasn't battling injuries when he was winning majors and not winning pga tour events so i mean but he's been in a slump he hasn't won anything for a few years right i well like i said he was dealing with uh i mean the last like year essentially he was dealing with you yeah know, an injury or coming back from an injury so yeah he had to withdraw a couple times but, but yeah, I mean, we thought we thought that uh, one of us was going to pick a winner sometime this year. Happened pretty early. Gosh. Pretty early, and I just That's happened to be the, the guy to do it. No big deal. The, the man. I know. I know. We go from picking the, you know, the second-place finisher last week and then move right into the top spot right away. It was only a matter of time, really. I think so. I mean <laughs> – we, we kind of get three, like each of us two picks every week. I mean, but still, I mean, that's, that's a hard thing to do. I think it's hard to, it's hard to time it right. Yeah. We, and we've talked about this before. I mean, you look at the best players on tour, right? You know, in history, really, it's not even just now, you know, the Jack Nicholas's, the uh, Tiger Woods, the Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, what, whatever, you know, top golfers you look at their win percentage like if if you're winning like even a few times a year that's pretty darn good right like oh yeah you know if you're getting multiple wins a year and under you know and it's not it, it's under a handful of wins essentially that's a good year and you're playing how many tournaments in a year how many weeks are these guys playing like you know most 20. most weeks in, or a good chunk of weeks in the year, probably 20, 30, 30. I mean, it depends on the player, but, you know, especially yeah. the yeah, higher end guys. Um, yeah. You know, so they're they're not even winning, you know, they're winning maybe 10 percent at best of their tournaments. It's tough to it's tough to win out on the PGA Tour, even for the best players. Like, the best players are consistent enough where they'll be in contention a good chunk of times, but, like, to win on tour, you have to have everything go right. And you can have a really good four days of golf, but there's just one random guy who has just a hell of a week, 
driving, putting, and scoring, and beating you by one shot because they, you know, had a hole-in-one in the second round or something like that. You know, <laughs> and you just kind of have to tip your cat to them. It's... Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a hard thing to do. I mean, getting a win every year. So, uh I mean, so that I mean that makes it that much harder to pick pick a winner, just because. That's what I mean. Yeah, 20, 20, 30 years ago, I mean, it felt like there was you know twenty guys on tour that can win any week, and now now that there's a hundred, it feels like eighty. Uh, you know, it's the eighty twenty rule. It used to be twenty, now there's eighty guys that can you know really get it done. And even then, there'll be some surprises. So, yeah, you can't just always go you know top top ten in the world. They don't. They can't get it done every week. Yeah, I mean, just this year alone, we've had a guy that's won for the first time in, like, 13 years. We had Harris English, who won for the first time in, like, six years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just you have these random winners, um, you know, in these weeks. That just makes it, you know, tough to pick. Yeah. So, big kudos to you, big, big shooter. Yeah. Uh, Brooke, well... It all, but on the other hand, it kind of kept you from getting swept by me. I mean, it was huge <laughs> picking the winner. But um, uh, you did you did get the winner minus nineteen. Brooks Brooks BK Kepka. Um, I got it. Uh, I got it going. Rom minus thirteen. Not not too shabby. Dark horse was. I mean, Will Zalatoris out of nowhere. I mean, yeah, he had a good week. Yeah, for sure. At minus twelve. Hideki. I not not a bad week. Uh, minus eight, um, and then yeah, William Dirt McGirt missing the cut at plus three, slamming the trunk. Yeah, well, at least we at least we picked two non non cut makers, both of us. Yeah, got so. that going for us. <laughs> besides besides my uh, you know Brooks Kepka pick. Uh huh. Yeah. No, that was solid. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe we'll have to keep track of how many. We'll have to do like a point system this year. Like, if you get the winner, you get ten points in a week. You know. Yeah. Well. Well. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll. Uh, we'll have a little. Little meeting. We'll uh, get some math. Right. Math in, involved, and we'll. We'll figure it out. Yeah, and highly incentivized for picking winners. Right. Right. See. See how we we do a season points championship for just us two. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. But yeah, what was it? The other big news? Yeah, there's a couple other things coming out on tour. Um, big news regarding rangefinders or um, distance finders, whatever you want to call them. Lasers. Freaking lasers! I don't even need one of those anymore. I got I got LASIK last year, so I can just I just beam my eye right on the flag. That's that's what LASIK really is. Yeah, I'll still take a I'll, I'll still take a rangefinder. Ah, it's about seventy five from here. 70, <laughs> 74 and a half. Hey, give or take, he's, he's got about four hundred yards. It's about a eight iron. It's about an eight iron. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think that's huge. You know, I'm honestly I'm torn. I'm 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 a real purist. I like the caddies. Um, you know, is it going to put caddies out of a job? No. Is it going to make their job easier? Yes. Um, 
I mean, these guys had all the yardages anyway. It just now it just takes that it'll it'll save a few seconds here and there, and it'll help with the slow play. So I'm 51 percent in favor of it. So how to, that's that's kind of my vote. But how do you feel? Um. Yeah. No. I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, like yeah, like you said, these guys have the yardages. They they get them. Um, they're still. You know, they still need yardages that aren't, you know, something you can find with a rangefinder too. Whether it be, you know, if they're they got a pitch shot and they need to find the yardage to the front of the green or something or to a slope, you know, they're they still they're still gonna walk off, you know, some things. So can they use GPS or is it just? Lasers? I think it's just. I think it's just lasers. Okay, because yeah, then I was wondering like, so they'll still have to do some calculations for sure. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I think definitely not slope or wind or anything. So I mean, they still have to they still have to figure some some numbers out. How how far to clear like a dog leg or a hazard or a bunker? Yeah, right. It's just yeah, as you mentioned, I think it's just to save save time, especially. And I think it's especially for you know tournaments or competitions that are. You know, not PGA Tour, right? Where um, you may not be able to have, or you may not have a caddy, and it's just you can keep up the pace of play a little bit more by, you know, being able to pull out a rangefinder and and you know use well, he- that right, and not have to walk back and forth to your cart or, or bag or whatever to to grab clubs because you guessed wrong or something, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, you can use them in most non-PGA Tour events. Like, I mean, right. the WSGA, the state events, all the, like, I mean, you, we've been able to use lasers for a while. That's I mean, true. just cause we, because we don't have caddies, but that's the argument. Is like the purists, the people, like, caddies have been around, that's their job. You know, you got to have a good relationship. The caddies got to go out and walk the course the, the week of the tournament, even though they have the same yardage books, you know, day, week, week over week, year over year. So they're not walking the course and stuff, um, but uh, yeah, it's just. But even the PGA Tour, I mean, they need to pick up the pace of play. Like this could be, I mean, this could be the Bryson rule. I mean, get the guy a laser, keep it moving along there, big, uh, big shooter, big, uh, big tough guy. Well, you know, you know what it also does. It also allows for some more um, ad revenue or sponsorship revenue for the PGA Tour. You know these uh bushnell yeah bushnell the official you know range finder of the pga tour or something like that you know yeah yeah you've never seen that yeah you never had bob's book yardages uh (laughs) famous yardage book of the pga tour like that that wasn't gonna happen well usually most most courses kind of make their own or provide their own yardage book i mean you yeah can... I, I totally made that up i don't <laughs> i don't I mean, know if you that's basically the show in a nutshell we just make things up <laughs> I mean, it sounded better than uh the tpc at scottsdale yardage books are the official yardage book of the tpc to scottsdale at the waste management open yeah <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think it's a like i don't I don't have a problem with the change is, I guess, what I would say. I'm, 
you know, there's there's always got to be a balance between technology and skill. Um, and, And I don't think I don't think the introduction of technology in this case really diminishes the need for skill in these tournaments. You still need to hit the shots, even if you know the yardage, right? Yeah, exactly. It just saves time. And, you know, everything in golf and the PGA Tour should be about for pace of play. I mean, they've been talking about it for years. So what can we do to help that? I mean, if I walk it off, it's 154. If I laser it, it's 154 to the pin. Like, it's the same. just happens faster. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing. Way to way to get on board, but yeah, golf's such like a purist game that you know it's hard to. I mean, to, you, you kind of see the same thing. It's the same thing with like baseball, right? Baseball is a very purist sport, but over the years, technology has been added, and and things have been added, and analytics have been added, and stuff like that. That right have have really, you know, a lot of technology has been added to a sport that is, you know, viewed as very pure or old school or, or you know you know, blue collar or whatever um yeah so you know it's just the day and age that we live in you know as as time goes on technology is just it's going to continue to grow and you got to find a way to grow these games and and find technology to that can improve the game or improve the experience of the game without actually detracting from you know playing the game itself yeah without taking away the skill of it and yeah. making it easier um yeah for sure no i agree yeah because you want to because then you want to have whatever the records and the scores you know in today's day and age be comparable to 50 years ago and stuff and so you got to be really careful and yeah you can't take making changes lightly yeah so, so we should go back to persimmons yeah <laughs> exactly i wouldn't so, i i wouldn't mind having the tour have like one tournament on the schedule where players have to play with like old school you know equipment persimmons and just just see how they do you know it, yeah. and it could be and it could be a tournament like this upcoming week you know the at&t pro-am or whatever where it's kind of more of a fun tournament you know kind of maybe a charity type of event type of tournament. Um, but just like kind of gets golf maybe back to, you know, a little bit more back to its roots or something or or, or brings us back to kind of the days of of some of the old legends, right? I think that would yeah. be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be a, a fun like charity event or like uh... – because if you, yeah, if you did it like, especially like you last year during COVID when the PJ tour was out or, you know, and made guys wear like knickers and yeah. use, you know, like really dress it up with some old school, like, uh, you yeah. know, sprinkling in there. Yeah. That would be cool. Cause you'd have to be able to practice for it. My thing would be like, be hard to have a PJ tour event with, with doing that. Cause like people would just skip it or like, I mean, cause it's not fair. Like the guys in the seventies, like, no, no. Yeah. I, I hear you. Like, they were playing week in and week out with persimmon. So they were, you know, they're dialing in, you know, it's a game of repetition and muscle memory. And so to just give anybody a, a random stick for a week, it's just not going to, they're not going to do good. And then they're going to, and then they're just open. It opens the gate for like, well, they're, cause they're not as good as the players from the sixties. Yeah. 
<laughs> I can see that. Um, Am I? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, you fun, like, made-for-TV event. Right. A one, mean, one round. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it could just be one round. It could be just a fun little. Fun just little watch event. Wolf and Bryson Shamble, DeShambles, uh, just bomb it with persimmons. <laughs> just bombs. Hitting bombs. Persimmon bombs. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Hey, I don't know if you caught it in the news today. It dropped at 10 a.m. No. But uh, Century World is now going to host the 2023 U.S. Senior Open. Really? Yeah. For those who don't know, Century World is a golf course up here in, in good old Wisconsin. Way up north in yeah. North Central. Yeah, north, north, of, uh, north of Whistling Straits, north of Sand Valley. It's up there in the north central part of the state. We're a suburb of Canada up here. <laughs> yeah, it's north north of Toronto. Um, but yeah, Century World. Um, se- Own. It's it's yeah. a Century World is right on the um, grounds of the Century Insurance headquarters. Century Insurance sponsors the Tournament of Champions that's played every year in Hawaii. You might have heard of or recognized <laughs> the name from that. Um, yeah. But they have a they have a golf course right on basically the grounds of their headquarters, and it was renovated. I don't know what eight eight years ago or seven years ago now. Um, yeah, something like that. Six or five. Eight, seven, six or five years ago, it was renovated, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it's a really nice course. I love playing there. Um, and yeah, I, I remember them sending out a like a questionnaire about you know, possibly hosting a big time event, um, in the future, if people would be interested in that, um, that was years ago, but yeah. So now hearing that they actually are, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, no. Yeah. It was, it was pretty interesting. I actually was talking to the head pro yesterday and he's like, you know, just, Keep it on the down low. I can't really tell anybody because I was calling about our, our own, my company's yeah. event. And he's like, well, we're not going to be open this summer and I'll like, but and then they just released the news this morning. So I had to like wait and find out what it was. And um, yeah, it was uh, pretty big news because, you know, I've been waiting to hear what they're going to host. Cause, and then last year they were closed. They put in a, the sub air system, like Augusta, oh, like Augusta yeah. and like, Oakmont or like I mean there's only probably like a couple few courses in the country so it like a vacuum underneath the the greens that sucks the air out when it rains so they can or when it's like hot out they can blow air um into it to dry it out um for and 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 add oxygen to it to like be a healthier like the oxygen just a healthier overall green they can firm it out and you're just never dependent on the weather um so it's pretty impressive and i mean it was it was pretty crazy um you know one of the i think it was the first year after they renovated it i was playing it with a buddy um and we had like a 9 a.m tea time and it were it was raining all night like pouring rain all night up until our tea time and we got on the course i think the rain stopped like midway through the first hole for us 
And even without the sub-air system, like, the drainage was ridiculous on that course. Like, it, it seemed like it it didn't even rain. It, it was it was ridiculous. Uh, I mean, there was puddles in, like, the, the rough areas, but in terms of the fairway and the, the greens, it was... <laughs> It was crazy. It was crazy good. So, like, the fact that they have a sub-air system, and now I can't imagine how how better it could possibly be. It's kind of nuts. Yeah. No, now you can play in the rain while it's raining, and it'll feel like a dry summer day like, <laughs> on the greens. It's that good. Um, hey, I just, I just pulled it up. So, uh, technically, we're both right. So, the redesign, well, no, I guess you'd be more right. Uh, 20, the redesign was 2013-2014, so it was actually eight or seven years ago. Okay. Um, now that it's 2021, we should have talked about it last year. Uh, <laughs> and it would have been seven or six. Uh, so, yeah, that was the year they did it. But, yeah, the sub-air. So, and I didn't even realize how uh, cool this thing was. I mean, you can control You're sitting at your computer, like the head pro, superintendent rather my bad and they can just they can control like the the water percentage in in each single green on the course from one central location and like turn it turn it on on parts of the green yeah like they they just have all this data and information um that they i mean is buried under the green and again that's why only a handful of courses i don't know hard to say a couple dozen there's not that many courses that have this right in in their uh arsenal or in their uh their course so it's it's going to be done but that he that was part of like they're doing some other stuff now the course is already was closed last year like never open right and they were going to open this summer and the sub air was done and but they i don't know what they're doing but now they're not going to open till august um because i was talking about getting on it with him and he was like, yeah, he was like, you wouldn't even believe it. There's not a single divot or ball mark on the whole course because they, they didn't, nobody played it last year. Like literally. Right. So. Yeah. If, if that doesn't tell you how much money uh, insurance makes, <laughs> I don't know what tells you. <laughs> the fact that they can just throw money at a, a golf course and not even have it open for two years and, and renovate it with a sub air system and everything. Uh, yeah. Sub air is like a million dollars, and then you're not making any revenue, right? No, but what? It's the reason why they have the course, so they can throw money at it, and get rid of money they have. I, I guess. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because that's what I thought a few years ago when they did the last renovation. Was the course was done for a year, and like they could have started letting people play the following year, but they didn't because the um uh, the building wasn't done but like any normal capitalist i guess would have you know put up you know uh, a trailer a little shack yeah and just started you know letting people if the course is ready you know let, let's get people out there you know let's start chart getting cart fees going or something like but yeah they just they they seem to be uh doing pretty well pr- profit wise so um, but it works out for us golfers that like to play that course. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful course. It's I I very much enjoy playing it, and it's a great facility too. Robert Trent Jones. Yeah, it's uh, yeah yeah. If you're 
you're making a trip up to Wisconsin to play some courses like, you know, Aaron Hills or Whistling Straits or Sand Valley or whatever, if you can fit in a trip to, you know, to Century World, I'd highly recommend it. It's a, it's a fantastic course. Yeah, I think it's like number 25 in the best public courses in the country or something. Yeah, yeah, it's it's up the, it's in the rankings for sure. Yeah. So I was pretty excited about that, you know, and it just, yeah, just that kind of event. So we'll be getting, we'll be getting Phil. Phil should be coming up this yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, Miguel and hell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've had some senior events down in, uh, Madison. We have a yearly kind of senior event, senior tour, champions tour event. Um, but yeah, senior open. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty big. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah. For sure. Well, we'll have to get up here in the next. You'll have to come up and I'll, we'll have get to get, up. We'll have to get tickets and uh, make a trip out of it. Yeah. Well, I, I'll have to make a trip out of it. You can stay where you are. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, I was going <laughs> to here at least one of the days. And, I mean, I, I like going to the practice rounds type stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I'll definitely. I'll get down for that. They were paving the way because, yeah, like last 2019, they hosted the uh, US USGA Girls Junior uh, Championship. So they've been okay. kind of they've been building their gearing up for it, yeah. Recognition and yeah, all these renovations to gear up for it. Yeah, and like I mentioned, they already have kind of been in with the with the PGA Tour with them, you know, sponsoring an event, you know the event down in uh, Hawaii so yeah so they got some they got some connections there too um which probably helped with with getting this event yeah it all helps yeah I can't imagine it would hurt let's just put it that way <laughs> yeah well I th- honestly think the course has been ready for more than a few years even oh yeah oh for sure since the renovation it's yeah. just big thing is the infrastructure around the mm-hmm. uh in a city with the hotels well, infrastructure, and then also the, you know, the tours they plan. They have these tournaments, especially the big tournaments, planned so far in advance. You know, the senior opens, the the you know, U.S. opens or whatever. I mean, we know the U.S. Open for the next you know four or five years or whatever. Yeah. So, like, it just kind of takes time to get to get your spot on the list. Yeah. You just got to put your name in the hat and just hope. Put your so, best foot forward. That's right. Yeah, that's exciting. Excited for that. It's, I mean, it's already, you know, we're almost in mid-February. Next thing we know, it's going to be March. And next thing you know, it's going to be summer of 23. And the <laughs> yeah. senior open. Oh, man, time flies time, when you hang out play. Yeah, time flies for sure. Um, any well, any other news that dropped? Is that that it? Big stuff. Sure, sure that's not all. It that's, that's all I had. Like the, all I saw that was yeah noteworthy. All that all that really needs to be Go covered for this episode. Back. Yeah. Well. Well. All right. I guess we'll. Guess we'll move on and uh, make our picks for this week's tournament, the Pebble Beach Pro Am event. Which, I mean, it's another kind of 
fun event similar to the Phoenix Open. It's a little bit more fun than the Phoenix Open in terms of like like it's not as competitive, I would say. I mean, guys are still trying to win it, but you know, you're on a team you're with amateurs <laughs> and you're having fun out there. It's longer rounds, it's like 5-hour rounds or whatever that they're playing, 5-6 hours. Yeah. It's not a normal kind of tournament for these pros. So, so what? How are we going to do this? Because this is the first time we've made a pick for this event. Because we didn't start, we didn't start doing this podcast until till COVID hit, basically, in yeah, March. March. So we're we're this, nearing a year here with this podcast, but yeah, this is not quite there. Still in new, new, new territory here. Yeah. So what? Please, what do, you, what, what do you mean? How do we do it? What? We want to do something different. Well, or? well, I'm saying that. So, I mean, there's obviously there's like two, you know, there's two winners, kind of, for this event. There's there's the you know PGA Tour player leaderboard and winner, and then there's the team leaderboard, you know that is the combined score of the pros and the amateurs. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. I just don't even know how to wrap my head around it because <laughs> I, I haven't really been scouting these amateurs. Well, I mean, can you really scout them? It's, and, I mean, it's a little different than years past just because we're still kind of dealing with the pandemic. So it's, some of the usuals uh, in terms of amateurs aren't there this year. Um, but so... So I'm thinking like we could do we could do a pick for what one of our picks is for like the PGA Tour winner. The other pick is for what team we think is going to win and then we can do the the sl- trunk slamming. That's that's my thought. Yeah, but I'm just we don't have to. We don't have to. I'm trying to find the teams. Um, it should be. I mean, I went to the field, and it just has the PGA Tour players. Oh. Well then, maybe we'll just do PGA Tour players. You know, if we would have, you know, done our due diligence and planned ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But that would be against the spirit of this podcast. Uh, so uh, we might yeah, just have to do PGA Tour players or something. I think we're I think we're just gonna have to do PGA Tour players. Okay. Well, since you won, why don't you uh, start us off? All right. Uh, so we're doing doing a big name, a dark horse, and then. Trunk slammer, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I think I am gonna go with. Um, let's see here. We are going to go with Jason Day. You would. And I did. <laughs> Uh, 
is going to be my uh, best man pick. Good old J-Day. All right, all right. I think I went with him a few weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, and he was doing pretty well. I'm going to go back to uh, Patrick Cantley. All right. Okay. I mean, he finished second for you that week. It's true. I mean, not as good as, you know, my first place pick from this past week, but still a pretty good pick. Still a pretty good pick. Got to give you credit. All right, bring bring it back with your dark horse. All right. Who do you, go. Who do you got? With this guy, because I always love his shoes. I like his game, and, you know, he's a good guy, seems like. Uh, Harold Varner the third, HV3. HV3. All right. He, uh, he kind of he started hot when uh, the tour came back from their COVID break, but he kind of kind of – trailed off there towards the end of the year but yeah that was like seven months ago i know i'm just kind of giving a little bit of a recap of his <laughs> of his recent form you know but i i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of turn the heat back on you know i don't think it i don't think it's a bad pick it's all i'm saying it's all i'm saying i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go dark horse uh paul casey i mean is that really dark well, he's English. <laughs> All right. All right, bring it back with uh I can change it if you want. I I think Paul Casey's a dark horse type player. Might be on the upper echelon of it, but I th- I still think he is. It's like yeah. to, it's like comparing the Hall of Fame to the Hall of Very Good. I mean, number seventeen in the world. Is it? Okay. I mean, I can I can change I can change. I mean, if you you gotta sleep at night. I mean, whatever. You, whatever <laughs> I'm not getting a whole lot of sleep anyhow, so there's no change. There's no change for me. I mean, he is a whole six spots ahead of my. You know. You wanna? You want me to? Best man. You want me to just switch my best man and my because uh, Jason Day is probably where's Jason Day? He's probably down there. Yeah, he's forty five. He's forty eight or forty eight. So I mean, I'll just switch them. Boom, done. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that easy. I did this exact same thing last week, so I'm feeling pretty good about this. You're sneaky. <laughs> Fine. Do it. Um, all right. Well, then bring it back with your, bring it back up the rear. With my trunk slammer. The trunk slammer pick. Which which photo is looking? <laughs> you know special? what? Oh, Matt Gogol. Look at that photo. Look at that name. That's a name. And a photo. That's who I'm going with. Probably mispronounced his name, but damn, definitely the... looks like looks like that frat guy. <laughs> that just I don't know. 
<laughs> Did some at the frat house. He's the wild card. Yeah. Gotta keep your eye on him. Your perif. He's that guy. Who do you who do you think is gonna be uh none too happy come Friday afternoon, Friday evening? Who do you got? I'm going with Rod. Rod! Hot Rod Pampling. Alright. Not a bad choice. I hope it's bad. Oh, we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> All right, so those are our picks for the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Just the PGA Tour players. Uh, actually, actually, now that I think about it, yeah, they might not have amateurs this year. I know I saw amateurs at... Uh, like, they were doing some charity thing, I think, or they're doing charity Wednesday event or something with amateur guys. But they yeah. might not actually be playing in the actual tournament this year. It might be a little different. So that's yeah. probably where I got confused. But um, once again, it would be great if we actually did research on this broadcast, but come on. You don't come you to us for that. a bad thing. <laughs> All right, so our picks for the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which just seems to be the pros, is uh, Nick Scott, Patrick Cantley as his best man. I got Paul Casey after a nice little switcheroo. Uh, dark horse for Nick is HV3, Harold Varner the third, and then I have Jason Day. And then for the trunk slammer, bringing it up the rear, you got Rob. Rod Pampling. And I've got Matt Google. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if I uh, get another win this week. Could I go? Could I possibly go back to back? Wow! Wouldn't that be something? That'd be impressive. Would be. Really the would. odds are not in your favor. They never are. Arno Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different. It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Yes, 